Today's episode of the Hustle the Day podcast features Mark Struczewski, a productivity expert, speaker, online trainer, and podcast host. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle of the Day podcast. In this edition, we are talking with Mark Struczewski. Did I get that right, Mark? You did. Very awesome. good. Okay. Well, I want to uh, um, thank you, first of all, for coming on and taking the time out of your day. I know you're a very productive, productive man, so it speaks highly to me that you're willing to take some time out of your day to talk about uh, your experience and your life. So, why don't we jump into it? You tell me uh, a little bit of your background and your story. Well, I was born in June 21st, 1965, so I'm 54 years young, and I'm the only child. I think after my parents had me, they said, good Lord, that's all we can handle. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I went through what everybody else did. I went to you know high school and went to college, and what's interesting is when I was in high school and college, I never liked to do oral reports. I hated oral reports. Now I'm a podcaster, speaker, online trainer. I don't know what happened, but something happened. <laughs> but everything was going good until I was fired from my job in July of 2005. And I didn't know what I was going to do with myself. And I decided, you know, I'll become an entre. What's that word? Oh, entrepreneur. Yeah, I'll become an entrepreneur. I didn't know what it was. could barely spell it. And because I really felt I had a gift to give the world. I didn't know what the gift was. I had no clue. And the first thing I decided to be was a wedding and portrait photography uh, photographer, which failed. But the one thing that came out of that was my love for public speaking. Now, once I discovered that, I realized really quickly I did not want to speak on photography, but I couldn't figure out what topic I wanted to come up with. So a couple of I played a couple of my played around with. One was called "From Hopeless to Hopeful." To this day, I don't know what I was thinking about that when I came up with that topic. So needless to say, that didn't go anywhere. The other topic I came up with was how to overcome roadblocks in your path to success. Um, when you're not successful, you probably shouldn't teach people how to become successful, just saying. So one day I was on a phone call with one of my coaches and I was you know, not having a good day. I was kind of blue and he goes, what's going on? I said, well, I really like speaking and training, but I don't know what to speak on. He goes, well, why don't you speak on productivity? I'm like, well, I don't know where that came from. Why would you say that? He goes, well, because you're one of the most productive people I know. You should share this that gift with the world. And as the rest, as they say, is history. So I began as a productivity guy. At first, I didn't realize how big the umbrella of productivity was. And so once I did, I decided to narrow down and focus mainly on distractions, although I can talk about time management and all this other stuff, but I mainly teach on distractions because distractions are productivity killers in our day-to-day -day. yeah and they're rampant too yep distractions are absolutely everywhere yep. um yeah so I, I appreciate that um i i just listened like i mentioned to you before we were talking before we were we were recording listening to your podcast um you are mr productivity um listening to some of those little things that i could be tweaking it's like oh yeah that would actually make a big difference in my day. So I appreciate that you found something that you could speak on and you're, you're, you're sharing it with the world. So, so I am I, because <laughs> I don't know what I'd be doing now. Um, <laughs> uh, so I want to talk about, uh, real quick, who was most influential on who you became today? Well, I graduated high school. 
I have a 40 degree from Rochester Institute of Technology. But the best training I have ever had was by a guy by the name of Brendan Burchard. This guy is phenomenal. He has got Experts Academy. He's got uh, uh, Marketing Monthly Business, whatever he calls it, uh, HPX Life. He's written a bunch of best-selling books. He really breaks it down on how to succeed. Like everyone else, we were talking about this before we hit record, that everyone, everyone starts at zero. Uh You know, Tony Robbins, Elon Musk, Oprah Winfrey, Mark Cuban, Brendan Burchard, we all start at zero. Then we get one, two, three, four, five. The thing is, we see these people now and go, wow, they're awesome. But we don't pay attention unless you get into their story that they struggled. And so I love Brendan. One day I'm going to meet him. One day I'm going to be on stage with him because this guy is a really uh, down-the-earth kind of guy. And what I really appreciate with him is everybody's doing these conferences now. Mm-hmm. But the vulgarity that is so prevalent in our world today from the stage on social media, he is committed to keep his conferences, which I really appreciate with, about him, is keeping them clean. So there's no swearing at his conferences. I, I, just, I really like that about him. Plus, he's a really nice guy. He really wants everyone to be successful. And he, started, he came from Montana. He started with nothing. And now he's one of the, Oprah Winfrey calls him the number one trainer in the world. I mean, that's pretty big endorsement there. So I, I, I I eat up everything Brendan does and the things he teaches, I implement and they work because he's the real deal. Yeah. So uh, for example, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, keeping it clean. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk has said on many occasions, he's like, I'd have a lot more followers if I, you know, kept my mouth clean, but it's not the authentic me. It's, this is how I usually, this is how I talk. So yeah, I'm going to be authentic, but and I respect him for that. I really do. Now I won't listen to his podcast, although he does have a curse-free YouTube channel. He does. He's brilliant. Gary is brilliant. He's probably one of the kinder gentlemen in the entire world. But he says I've left millions of dollars on the table because he he likes being who he is, and I respect it. You know, I respect him being that. But what I do is I I watch his stuff or I listen to his older stuff where he doesn't curse as much because I I still get value out of it because he does. He talks about the same things all over and over again. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, I saw one video. He says his goal is to have no followers. He wants people to come, listen, learn, and then leave. He says, people keep listening. I'm saying the same thing over and over and over again, but people keep listening. He says, why don't you go do your stuff instead of keep watching my video? So he's very open about that. I just wish he didn't swear so much. (laughs) He loves that F word, man. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, So you touched on this a little bit, uh, but how, how is it that you became an entrepreneur? What made you decide when you got fired from that job? What, what made you say, I'm going to do this now? That's a good question because I don't remember what I did. I don't know if I had the thought, like, do you really want to go back to corporate America? Because I'm not made, I'm not built for corporate America. I don't like the chain of command. I don't like the policies and procedures. I don't like the, you got to climb the ladder to get to the next job or the next job. I I didn't like that because Mm -hmm. when you're an entrepreneur, you create your own ladder. You can skip steps. You can go to the top, whatever you want to do. You're more in control. And you know, people think Washington, D.C. is political. My goodness, corporate America is political, too. <laughs> and there's this like, okay, well, this person will get the raise because he came in earlier and stayed late. And it just to me, I, I, I don't remember the specific decision, but I know it didn't take me that long to say, look, at, I didn't use the word entrepreneur. I used the word I want to be a wedding and portrait photographer. I thought I did. 
But, uh-huh. you know, sometimes, like I tell people, I came stumbling and bumbling into the world of productivity. And if anyone is honest, when you got into whatever you're doing, anyone, you didn't like have a revelation go, I'm going to be this. You probably tried this and you tried that and you tried this. and Oh, you know what? This is what I'm aligned with. No one's born knowing what they want to do. I thought I want to be a firefighter because my dad was a firefighter. thought yeah. that's what I wanted to be. You know, some girls want to you know, be raised to be a, a mermaid. Okay. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They're, they're all lawyers or chefs or whatever the, the, the case may be. And I, I just say, you know, just because I don't care if you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, or 80. If you don't know what you want to do with your life yet, it's okay. If you're still living, there's still time. So that's, that's the best answer I can give you about how I decided to become an entrepreneur. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, and something that I didn't realize, you know, you mentioned it a couple of times, something that uh, we relate to is I have been a wedding photographer and videographer before uh, as part of my entrepreneurship journey, you know, but also decided I I love the candid stuff, but man, getting those, you know, getting the, uh, the formal family pictures, stress involved in that. And there's only so, so much you can control in that aspect. And if something comes out wrong, well, man, your head's on the line. I mean, it's- yeah, that sweet bride that comes in to hire you, she's nowhere to be found on wedding day. And then people get used to get mad at me because I'm trying to get the family together. And I'm like, where's Uncle Fred? Well, we don't know. I don't know who Uncle Fred is. I've never met the guy before. And, <laughs> and it's just like I, I did two weddings, which is too, too many. And I just is way too stressful. I mean, way too stressful because you got to be friendly. You got to make it all the shots. And I'm like, no, nah. I, I, I discovered really quickly. It wasn't for me. It wasn't. For yeah. Me. Yeah. Well, I did. I did more than a couple, but, uh, uh, you know, probably less than a dozen. So I, I, I learned quickly too, but definitely respect those who, who can manage that profession. Oh, absolutely. Those and, uh, uh, those wedding planners and meeting planners, those mm-hmm. people, they are so organized and, Someday I want to get one of those people as my assistant, you know, when I become like a Gary Vaynerchuk, because there are people who are gifted and they just keep you on schedule. And I need someone like that because as an entrepreneur, as you know, you you have the best of intentions and you plan your day and all of a sudden you'll hear a podcast or watch a video like, oh, I should implement that. And so you you create your schedule for the rest of the day to implement (laughs) one strategy. And, you know, I'm still moving. I'm still being productive. It's just that, you know, it's just like, oh, squirrel. But not so much because I'm listening to like an idea that could be really impacting my business. Now, I don't know how much it's going to impact my business until I do it, but that's the problem entrepreneurs do. We always want to be working, implementing, and have an action. Absolutely. So would you, I mean, this, this may lead to, we may have already led to this answer, but what has been your biggest failure in the entrepreneurship journey and what did you learn from it? I created my first course earlier in 2019. And I, <laughs> I thought that because I, Mark Stuchesky, also known as Mr. Productivity, created the course, the world would come running and knocking people over like a Black Friday sale. They didn't. Because even though I went to courses and got training, you have to do a pre-pre-launch, you have to do a pre-launch, you have to build up hype. I was like, ah, what are these people like Brendan Burchard and Jeff Walker? They don't know anything. I'm different. <laughs> no, I made one sale. 
Um, now, I had four people. I did this part right. I didn't have four people go through the course. They gave it rave reviews. They said, it's awesome. Your energy is infectious. They learned so much. But the problem is, is I didn't do a good pre-launch. I didn't do a good launch. I just literally rolled it out and expected the world to go, oh, it's here and run. It didn't happen. So that's a mistake I learned. Now I realize that I'm not a new Walmart opening up that I need to launch. That's why all these people are successful. Every time Brendan rolls out a new, a new product, he makes two, $3 million of sales. Mm-hmm. From what I heard, I don't know. I haven't seen the numbers myself, but that's because he takes the time to properly roll it out. So the biggest mistake I made is when I rolled out my course, I did not listen to the experts who are very successful and I just did my own thing and I suffered because of it. Okay. So now you, now you've learned from that. And the next time you launch a course, you're going to go through the, the pre pre launch, the pre launch. Yes. And... Yes. Yes. Okay. When, when can we expect a new course from you? Well, I, I really slowly put it on my website so you can actually go to my website right now. I don't know when it's going to be released and you can, but I'm not, I'm not promoting it right now. I just, cause mm-hmm. I'd listened to a, a Brendan episode and he said, look, if you got something to say, I'll put it on your website, even though no one buys it, at least it's out there. But what I'm doing is I'm reevaluating because it's called the basics of productivity mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a two hour course, but I'm thinking, you know what? I want to pick out certain elements of this and go really deep, kind of like a productivity 101, 201, 301, like college days. And yeah. I really want to go really deep. So I'm in the process of designing this course. My goal is be released no later than July, uh, July hello, February 28th, 2020. That's my goal. So okay. I've got... December, January, and February to release it. And the thing is, creating the course is not the deal. It's not the big deal for me. It's the pre-pre-launch and the pre-launch. That's the, that's the issue. I've got the content. That's not the right. issue. Very cool. Okay. Um, so one that I've gotten a lot of different answers on that I would uh, like to hear your, your definition of is the word hustle. What is, <laughs> what is the definition of the word hustle mean to you? Well, if anyone is an entrepreneur, they see, they hear the word hustle, they see the word hustle, you think of Gary Vaynerchuk. Now, I do not have any desire to hustle like Gary Vaynerchuk or Grant Cardone, okay? To get up four o'clock in the morning, to work until 10 o'clock at night, six, seven days a week, that's not me. Now, if that's what you like to do, mazel tov. If that means I can't be a quadrillionaire or a billionaire, I'm okay with that. I like my downtime. I like time with my wife. I like just like going for my daily runs, just hanging out with my dog or whatever. So I don't want to work that many obscene hours. Hustle for me means doing what you need to do that's going to move the needle because everyone's busy, but is what you're working on going to move the needle towards your goal, which we have to stop there. Do you have a goal? I am surprised the number of people that I have met in my life that I put a, if I put a loaded gun to their head, I've never done this, just wanted to explain <laughs> that, and said, tell me your goals, I'm going to pull the trigger, I would be killing a lot of people. I am so shocked at the number of people that go, um, make it to the weekend, uh, get to the next level in Fortnite. I'm seriously, that's your goal? <laughs> um, and so in order for you to determine if an activity is moving the needle towards your goal, you need to have a goal. And so the first step would be have a goal and you could change your goal, but do the exercise of 
What do I want? What do I want in my life? I don't care how old you are. What do you want? Because if you don't have a goal, you don't know whether to go with north, south, east, or west. You have no clue. You have no clue because you, you have no goal. You have no place to aim at. Football players, they know American football players. I got because you're probably in an international audience. They need to know which end zones I need to run in. We've all seen the videos on YouTube where the you know offensive defensive lineman picks up a fumble and runs to his own end zone. So you know, make sure you're running the right direction. That's how you get. That's what happens when you have a goal. Yeah, yeah, moving the needle towards that goal, and you know, having that goal to move it towards that. That's very good. I appreciate that. Um, so since you are Mister Productivity. What's, what's one thing someone who's starting a business today should be doing every single day? Tell your time where to go instead of wondering where it went. You do this by planning. So I personally use Brendan Burchard's High Performance Planner. I've used a lot of planners. It's the best one I've ever used, but you don't have to use this planner. You don't have to use a planner. You can use a legal pad. You just need to sit down and say, okay, I'm going to work nine hours tomorrow. Okay, I already have two coaching clients and an hour set aside for sales calls and a podcast interview. So, okay, that's four hours. Four minus nine is five hours. Okay, what am I going to fit in the other five hours? Well, I need to have lunch. That's 30 minutes. Um, I'm going to spend time reading for a couple hours or for a couple, you know, for an hour. That's an hour and a half. And you build this day. You build your day. What a lot of people do is they schedule the real appointments, coaching clients, podcast interviews, sales calls. And then the other stuff's not in their schedule. So, what happens, they look at the calendar like, well, there's nothing there. I think I'll just go play Fortnite because there's nothing on the schedule. So tell your time where to go. What do you want to do tomorrow? And, and you can move things around, but take the time to think about what can I do? What are the needle moving activities I can do tomorrow? Because if you're not intentional about planning your day, I promise you, you're more likely to have an unproductive day because you're, you're not going to have a clue what you need to do. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that's very good. Um, and you, you touched on that in one of your, your podcasts. Uh, and it's a great, great tool. You need to, um, I mean, there's lots of different methods out there and you can find the one that sticks best with you, but it's, it's all about having those tasks, having those goals, having those things written down. Um, and you even mentioned in your podcast, again, the, uh, you know, physically writing it on a piece of paper, not, not just in your phone. Cause I, I can speak from my experience. If I put it in my phone, it easily escapes my mind where if I write it on a piece of paper, it's more tangible to me. And, uh, I remember it better. So, yeah. So what I do is I plan my day in my planner and then I convert it to my iPhone because now I'm using a pen with my own handwriting. I'm spending time thinking about what I want to do. If you just grab your phone and you start uh, reading uh, social media, it, it doesn't resonate in your brain. Mm-hmm. So take the exercise. It doesn't take that long. I'm not talking about spending four hours planning your day. It shouldn't take you that long. Because right. a lot of, like my tomorrow's already got some things on the schedule, like interviews and whatnot. So it's already there. So you don't have to plan like your entire 24-hour day. Just have an idea of what you want to do with the time that's not already scheduled. Take the few moments to think about it. Even if you work for a corporate, corporate world, you got to take the time and go, okay, what do I need to get done tomorrow before work or after work or on lunch or whatever? Take the time to really think about it because most people don't. They're in reactive mode all the time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So now you, you mentioned how you started talking about productivity, but you also mentioned that you were already productive 
prior to that? Why, why is productivity so important to you? And where did that productivity mind come from? I think is the way I was raised. I mean, I was raised in the house. I'm originally from Rochester, New York. And, you know, dinner was every day at five o'clock. You know, I came up from school at 3.30. I had to have homework done before, before dinner. I mean, I was raised in a very structured home. So I think very naturally, like I don't like clutter. Clutter drives me crazy. My dog will leave her toys all over the house. Drives me insane. <laughs> like pick them up. I don't, I don't like clutter. And the thing is your house doesn't have to be sterile and all pristine and no dust, but I don't like clutter, clutter here, clutter here. I, I, I don't, it drives me nuts. That came from my upbringing. My, my parents didn't allow clutter. You just couldn't, I couldn't come home and just throw my school books on the kitchen table. No, they go in the room. Don't just throw them here. And, and my, you know, the, the shoes went by the front door or you came in the house or near the garage or whatever. And that's where I was raised. So I think very naturally as I got it, went out my own, I didn't like clutter my house. People come on my house to, you know, for a night or something like that game night or something like that. I'm like, Hey, throw that in the garbage. Don't leave it on the table. It drives me crazy. Like what's wrong with you? I'm like, no, it's a mess. And it's just the way I was raised. So I think that's what gave birth to my productivity. Okay. Very cool. Um, now you mentioned, uh, there's all sorts of different facets of productivity that you didn't necessarily uh, understand gain into uh, being a productivity coach and whatnot. But what is, is there something that excites you more? I know you focus now mostly on the distractions. Is that something that you're more passionate about talking about or yes. is there something else that you, okay. So no, I, I love, I love distractions because we are so distracted. I mean, I know people that are on their phones all the time and they could bring their phones in the shower, which in the new, new <laughs> phones you can, you know, they got, they bring them to the bathrooms. They're always on their phones. And, and it's like, really, really? I mean, I, I, I get up in the morning and like, I know a lot of experts will tell you, don't keep your phone in your bedroom. Okay. Don't put it in the other room when you go to bed. And I'm like, I charge my iPhone right next to my head on my nightstand. It's on do not disturb. It's muted. The vibration mode is off and it's face down. I don't get tempted to check my phone. Now I'm probably weird. I'm probably an outlier. I get up in the morning. I, you know, I make my bed. I do my, my 10 pushups and, you know, I do a bio break. I, I read my Bible, I read a devotion, read some Think and Grow Rich or some other inspirational book. I write my planner. I mean, look at the, 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 you know, the phone's not going, mark, mark, mark. Use me. I'm like, I don't, I, I'm not tempted by it. So maybe because I've been practicing for so long, because people don't understand how you're not tempted. Your, your phone's right near your head. I'm like, it, it just doesn't, I, I'm, I'm the human being here. It's my iPhone. My iPhone's not in charge of me. I'm in charge of it. And if it misbehaves, I just turn it off okay? <laughs> or don't charge it up and it'll die. You know? So we have to realize that we are still the human being. We have to say, okay, technology, I am your master. I'm not going to be on you right now. And if you just ignore it, it's not going to come up. And it's not like people think technology is a drug. And I guess some people do have an addiction. I know some people are addicted to technology, but you got to, you got to play practice adulting and say, listen, I can charge my iPhone on my nightstand. I am not going to pick that up. And I don't, or maybe sometimes I may, you know, I may, you know, in the middle of the night when I do a bio break it up and okay, how charge the phone and I just unplug it. I don't check into social media. I don't open an email. I, I've never been tempted that in years. I've been tempted on that stuff. So again, I'm probably weird trying. <laughs> I'd say outlier may be the, the better term for that, but yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that, that I have heard that from multiple people 
don't don't look at your phone for the first 30 minutes or the first hour or whatever to start your day because people are distracted by it. They are mm-hmm. they are tempted by it to mm-hmm. be able to uh, check into social media, check the emails. But you know, one, one thing that you mentioned uh, that a lot of people do recommend is having the notifications off so you don't instantly get become a slave to the phone because uh, you see that notification and instantly that becomes important. Whereas the phone is controlling you rather than you controlling it. So now I don't have a problem with notifications. Now I want to just want to step in here because a lot of people say turn them all off. I have some notifications turned on, like calendars. I have my calendar yes, alerts yeah. on. I have reminders turned on because some reminders are time sensitive. Some of them just need to be done during the day. I have my credit cards on. So if I'm sitting here with you and a notification comes up in my my uh, credit card app. I'm like, Oh, I'm not in India right now. That's kind of important. My, we- <laughs> my weather apps, you know, but like no social media, no right. email, but here's the thing, at least on the iPhone. So you Android loving people, I don't can't, can't vouch for this, but you can like have a notification on your iPhone and not have the sound on. You can go right. in there every app and determine what notification you want on. So if you want to have notifications on your lock screen, but you don't want them to bother you, A, turn the sound off, your notification, B, disable vibration mode. So if your phone is muted and face down, nothing's going to happen because you won't hear the vibration and you won't hear the ding. But a lot of people go, oh, I'm not distracted. As soon as you hear that ding or that vibration, your brain is already disengaged from the topic or the project or the task you're working on. You might as well look at the phone at that point. That's why it's really important, disable vibration mode because makes a sound and you're going to be distracted. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I was mean more the, the social media the yes. notifications, the email notifications. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg is not going to come to your house. If you disable notifications, I promise <laughs> you, because when you go into the app, which you will every day, everything's still going to be there. So it's true. You need to be in control. <laughs> Very good. Do you, do you plan to, expand on other areas of productivity in the future? Yes. Okay. I don't know what's yet. Um, like I said, I'm going through Brendan's uh, uh, training again. Uh, when I took his course, he gave you access to download the MP3 files. And three days ago, I had this epiphany. Like, I could listen to his training while I'm on the run. And so now I'm getting re-inspired because I kind of like, fell away from the wayside a little bit, got kind of a little lazy there. And I'm like, so now I'm listening to Brendan every day when I go running or take the dog for a walk. Now I'm getting all jonesed up again. So I encourage your audience, find some audio that you really love. Could be a podcast, an audio book, training with an MP3 file, whatever. And every time you go for a run, a walk, you're on a plane, listen to it. I'll keep you getting fired up. It doesn't have to be Brendan. Although I highly recommend them. It could be anyone that keeps, gets you inspired. Don't don't just be listening. First of all, let me just step back here and say, stop watching and consuming the news, okay? Your news and all that is not going to advance towards your goals unless you are a political analyst. If you want to be a news anchor, yeah, you have to keep up with what's going on in the news. But for the rest of us mere mortals, stop watching the news. All it makes you do is anger. People go, you don't watch the news? I haven't watched the news in two months. I'm like, how do you survive? I'm like, listen, I don't need to know what's going on in Washington or my state capital, okay? Because first of all, it, it doesn't affect my day-to-day operation. It doesn't matter what the current president does or the leader of your country does. It doesn't affect what you have to do in the next hour. 
Okay. It doesn't. So you need to worry about what you need to do in the next hour. What do you need to do today? It's going to move that needle. And so I don't watch the news at all. And, and I had to train my wife because she go, Oh, you're not gonna believe it. I don't want to know. Is my house on fire? Is there satellite going to fall in her house? I don't want to know. And, and I tell people, Oh, you don't want to know. And they're like, you're weird. No, you're weird. Cause you're obsessed with the news. I'm, I'm happy. I'm not stressed anymore. And, and as this is becoming a growing trend that people not checking the news, when I go into Twitter, I go to the, um, uh, the search function and all the latest news. Oh, I don't want to see this. I, you know, when I, I, I got to try not to hit that search button because you have to go to the search button to go search for somebody. Right. But when you right. go to the search button, you hear that you see the, like the big news story of the day. And I'm like, it's really difficult to go search on Twitter without looking at that top headline, which I don't want to see, but you can't block it, which is really annoying. So yeah. Sorry, I went a little, a little rant there. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, so one thing you mentioned also is the running aspect. And, uh, you know, the, the physical fitness, I believe, is very important to, uh, to maximize your day. Uh, in my experience, I used to uh, play a game all the time called Peak Brain Game. And it's a game on your phone, tests your uh, cognitive abilities on different aspects. Uh, I call for, that Duolingo. <laughs> yeah, Duolingo. Yeah. Similar. Um, but I, I had noticed a direct correlation between the days that I worked out and the days that I didn't, my scores were always better on the days where I was working out and had some sort of physical exercise first thing in the morning. Well, as of today, I've run 820 days in a row. My streak started August 29, 2017. So I can't say when I didn't run, because I can't remember what I did run. <laughs> um, but yeah, I run every day. Now I'm up to three miles a day. Um, I'm also actually watching what I'm eating. I'm actually doing something. I started three days ago. I never thought I would do. I'm going vegetarian. Okay. And I've been hearing the, um, the, the health benefits of it. And I've read the pros and the cons and, and all this other stuff. And I said, you know, I'm going to try it. I won't know till I try it, so I'm going to try it. Now, my wife's a carnivore-loving uh, woman, and, and she goes, first we had these like classes, like, oh, you know this, you need this. And like, look, look, let me, I want to do this experiment for my audience, and three days in, I'm not dead. So that's good. <laughs> apparently, it's not going <laughs> to kill me. Um, you know, but I, I, like, I gave up soda. Um, just check, uh, check my phone real quick. I'm not checking Facebook. I promise you. I'm not. <laughs> um, today is uh, November 26th, and as of today, I've gone 73 days since I had anything but water to drink. I just started drinking water because I, I figured let me let me do an experiment. And so I drink only water, and I'm like, wow, this is great because. When you drink water, your body doesn't have to break it down. Okay. The body goes, oh, water. We know to do this. When you have any other beverage, the body's got to break it down. When it doesn't have to break things down, it's got more energy. And so what I've heard is when you don't eat meat, your body doesn't have to work as hard. Now, this is something I'm trying out. So I'm always trying things out. And I never thought I'd be vegetarian. But you know what? I won't know until I try. So I'm trying it. And I said, look, it's not a prison sentence. If I don't like it, I can go back to eat meat. So it's not like I'm like, it's not carbs in blood or something like that. Right. <laughs> um, so th I've been down that road uh, before of not having soda. I grew up basically, you know, people, some people say they were raised by the TV. I was raised by soda. Like, <laughs> what they, they, what they call it where you're from? <laughs> uh, typically pop. Yeah, pop. Yeah, yeah. you're from the north? Yeah. Uh, Utah. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from New York and yeah, we call it pop down here. It's like, 
when I first came down here, they said, what kind of Coke do you want? You want Sprite? You want orange? I'm like, that's not Coke. I mean, so they call it <laughs> Coke down here in Texas. So I want a Dr. Pepper Coke. What? That doesn't make sense. So, yeah. Yeah. This, but I remember when I was eight years old, my mom had to like cut me off and say like, look, oh. no, no Coke before <laughs> noon. Like, Oh my goodness. Like, oh, yeah. I've, I've been addicted my, my whole life for sure. And oh my goodness. <laughs> my longest stretch was, has been about six months without any carbonation, uh, you know, drinking just water. And I'm back on that again, uh, only, a, only a couple weeks into it, but it's, I definitely think it's better for me. I just, honestly, I miss the taste. I'm addicted to it. That's just what it well, is. Well, here's, here's the thing. I'm trying to get my wife off, of, off the chemicals. And I say, first of all, you got to get water you love. So we live in Texas. We have something called Ozarka Mountain Spring Water. We get those five-gallon bottles delivered to our house. You cannot give up this other drinks unless you have something really good. If you come to my house right now, all I have to offer you is water, literally. That's, so I either drink Ozarka Mountain Spring Water or my favorite water, which is really expensive, is Fiji. Those two. You get yourself good water. It's really easy to give up the soda. Now, if I accidentally take a sip of my wife's soda, if we go to a restaurant, I you know grab her. So, oh, it's so sweet. So you can do it if you're really addicted. It may take you longer to get off it. But I promise you, if you can just kick the habit, you, you will feel great. I don't have the fogginess. I don't get tired anymore. I mean, because my body, the thing is, when you're drinking these other things, these other uh, processed foods, your body has to work so hard to, to dig through the and find out the two or three molecules of, of uh, nutrients in there. But when you're drinking whole, eating whole foods, and you're drinking water, your body doesn't work so hard to have more energy. All right. So um, you've, you've been podcasting for quite some time now. What has been your experience in podcasting? What have you gotten out of it? What have you enjoyed and disliked about it? Back in the 80s, I was a radio DJ. And when I was uh, first became a DJ, I was really disillusioned the fact that they actually tell you what to say. Unless you're like a popular morning jock or afternoon jock, they tell you what to say. So we used to have these cards and it says, it's 20 minutes after the hour, power hits 90 APXY, Rochester, New York. And this is, uh, you know, Michael Jackson. Tell you exactly what to say. So that's why everyone sounds the same. And they would... They would say, you know, these are the songs you play in this order and all request weekends or not all request weekends. Well, all happens, you're going to request the most popular song. We just send it up the trend. That's the only difference. And it really disillusioned. Um, <laughs> I, I can't believe that I used to be a radio DJ. But now I'm a, a podcaster and I have my own radio station. Now I can't play yeah. music legally, but I can talk about anything I want to talk about. So one of the most frustrating things about the, the podcast. I love being a podcaster. I love helping people, but it's the fact that it's pretty much a one way conversation unless the audience reached out to you. And, and I am just as guilty. So when I ask my audience, Hey, if you like the podcast, reach out to me and send me a smoke signal, whatever. I never reach out to the podcast host. So I feel really disingenuous of asking people to reach out to me when I don't even do it myself. So, but I love the, the fact that I can literally just fire up my Mac, do a podcast and upload it to the world and talk about anything. So I've had five or six minute episodes. I've had an hour and a half episodes. It's just, there's no commercials on my show. I could do whatever I want to do. And I, I just love it. And I've learned a lot since July 7, 2017 when I started. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, and like you, like you mentioned, you know, sometimes it is only a one-way conversation. And 
in some cases, I think that works out really well where people can just, you know, go about their day, have it in their ear while they're preparing dinner or, you know, whatever the case may be while they're commuting. Um, but at, at the same time, there is definitely a place for that two-way conversation. And that's where, you know, I've explored ideas with like Instagram Live or Facebook Live or things like that where people can talk with you uh you know, in real time, which is, has that anything that you have planned for in the future with your podcast? I have done, uh, my lives, uh, both Instagram and Facebook lives. Uh, nobody shows up, maybe one person, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care if one or nobody watches my videos. I, I, I look at no one shows up. At least I did it and I got practice. Yeah. Um, I used to, Three, four months ago, I used to record Instagram Live and I would take the Instagram Live and I'd put it as part of my episode on my on my Mark Struchowski podcast because why not? You know, because they, they go away after 24 hours. So I'm always trying to figure out what can I do that's different that's going to serve my audience. It's always about serving my audience with value. That's always, I don't get on Instagram and say, oh yeah, here I am in the backyard. It's my dog. And just oh, look at the, look at the fence. I don't, I don't do that. I never watch who's watching those videos anyways. Now, if you're Gary Vaynerchuk, he can talk about anything. He can literally just like show a picture of a sunset and he'd get billions of people sign up because he's Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you and I can't do that. You and I have to leave a value. And, and I, there's the thing is, is that you know, social media changes by the minute. It seems like, you know, I got to figure it out. Oh, they changed again. Oh, yep. I just learned it. And they changed again. It's like, it's like Mark Zuckerberg keeps going. Soon as you figure it out, we're going to change it. Soon as you figure it out, we're going to change it. And it's like, all right, you know, is there any ever going to be a time where we can just rest? And I don't think we're ever going to be able to rest. So I'm always trying to figure out I'm, I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn, which is my favorite platform. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. And, and I'm just trying to provide value on YouTube as well. And, you know, one thing I started doing that I learned from Brendan is he's a big fan of creating one piece of content a week. Okay. And so you record a video podcast, you take the audio, you make that your audio podcast, you take the video, you put like little subtitles at the bottom of it and you put it up on your website, put on YouTube, you create quote cards and all this other stuff. So I've been doing that and it makes it a lot easier because now what you're doing is you're creating one piece of content a week and rolling it out, but it takes effort because you got to record the video and the longest, the longest part of it, uh, Trent is, is the upload. I mean, I can get like a serious, serious download speeds, but you know, Comcast doesn't care about uploads. I want uploads. I don't, I don't play games in my house. I don't need the downloads, but they say the only way to go get faster uploads to go to the business plan. And my, my upload speed would go, my price would go from, I think $61 a month, like $300 a month. I'm like, I'm uploading one video a week. I'm not going to pay, you know, I'm not going to pay $240 more a month just to upload one video faster. I, I can wait. It takes me three, four hours because it's an HD and stuff like that. But you know, I, just, I'm not going to stress over it. You know, yeah. just, I go for a walk, go for dinner or something. I come back and it's done. Yeah. So I, I've got experience in that. At one point I was a partner at a video production firm and we did stock video, but it was 4k, uh, oh, you know, wow. it, and this was, you know, several years back and uh so upload speeds i'm very very familiar <laughs> with uh, the time and effort it takes to do that but and when uh, you're watching an upload it goes even slower i'm convinced of that so you yes. about just, just walk away <laughs> yep it, it's like a watching a, a pot of water boil it goes yes. slower that way yep for sure um so what what do you what are your plans for the future with your podcast 
Well, I'm going to keep on doing what I'm doing now. I do the one video podcast a week. It comes out on Wednesdays. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays are, yes, Tuesdays and Thursdays are guest episodes. I got burned out by doing guest interviews. So I was doing three a week, 12 mm. a month, and I was just burned out. So I canceled all my interviews. And then for six weeks, I just did solo episodes. And then I started putting uh, guest episodes back. So now what I do is I decided no longer to edit my podcast, which requires a lot of vetting of my, um, uh, a lot of vetting of my guests. Mm -hmm. Because what I do is I do an interview on Monday and that interview is released on Tuesday because I was in a spot where the guests would get their episodes released in two or three months. And that's not right. I've been on some podcasts Matter of fact, last week, a couple of podcasts got released and I did three and a half months ago. I forgot I did them all. So <laughs> I decided I want to be different. So the only way I can release an episode the next day is by, you know, not doing any editing. And I've had some people going, oh, you shouldn't do that. I'm like, well, if you get the right people, it's not a problem. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't get people that stutter. I don't get people in my show who don't know what they're saying. I get high quality guests. So it's really at the end, I just do the intro, intro, intro and outro and upload it. That's it. I mean, pretty much, but the guests have been loving it because now they can remember a conversation that happened 12 hours ago. Yeah. Really, really helping out, but you can't do that and do heavily editing because you can't, because there's not enough time. So. Absolutely. And we, we talked a little bit off, off, uh, like before recording rather, um, about your, your process of editing that. And that's going to be honestly helpful to me. So I, I appreciate you providing value to me. I, well, you're welcome. And I'm a firm believer of paying it forward. Mm -hmm. And so other people taught me these things. Well, why should I hold on to it? So you wanted to know the information. So I just passed it on to you that someone passed on to me. I have a spirit of learning. I don't think I have everything about productivity figured out or podcasting, definitely vegetarianism, or <laughs> running or anything like that. I'm, I'm a student. I'm constantly learning new things and I'm only 54 years young. You know, I got at least 46 more years on this planet. I'm just getting started. Yeah, absolutely. Like you've mentioned multiple times, it doesn't matter what age you're at. You know, you, there's always room for improvement and yep. there's always something you can be doing. So, yep. hundred percent. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I, I want to not take up too much of your time, but I want to say, first of all, thank you, but I want to give you some time to, uh, plug what you're where to find you and um, any shout outs that you want to give. Well, the best place for people to go is to mrproductivity.com. That's Mr. All spelled out. Now you will get redirected to my website, markstuchowski.com. You're welcome. When you're there <laughs> at mrproductivity.com, you can sign up for my free seven day productivity challenge. Give me two minutes a day for a week and I will teach you strategies on how you can become more productive. You can also find out everything that's new and shiny in my web, in my world, my upcoming courses, my coaching. You can find out where I am on social media. The links are all at the bottom of my homepage. I'd love to connect with you. Don't send me like an Ernest Hemingway novel with a bunch of links. Just send me a nice message. I will reply to you. And also you can find out direct links to your favorite player for the Mark Stuchowski podcast, which is predominantly about productivity and optimal performance. Although I do have some other guests that have nothing to do with productivity, not optimal performance, because it is the Mark Chesky podcast and I could do whatever I want on the show. Yep. <laughs> so it's all at mrproductivity.com. Very cool. 
Well, I appreciate your time, Mark, and I appreciate uh, all that you've uh, shared with me. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm newer to this podcasting journey. So I, I appreciate again, uh, My pleasure. what you've shared. And then also for taking the time out of your day, you're, you're productive. I want to be productive. It's a worthy goal and something that I'm, I'm glad you're, you're sharing with other people. So well, glad I could serve you and your audience today. Thank you. And uh, for all those that listened, I hope you got something out of it. And I know you did because I got something out of it. Uh, And I want to remind you to get out there and hustle the day. Thanks for listening to the Hustle the Day podcast all the way through. I really appreciate that. I just want to let you know that I help small businesses with their online strategy. So if you or anyone that you know needs help with their online strategy and owns a small business, I'm your guy. Go ahead and connect with me at Trent V. Bray on Instagram or TrentVBray.com.